the introduction. Oh, what order is she going to do it today? <laughs> oh God, I can't stand it. The tension. One day I'm going to tell you to go in the order on my screen, but I'm not going to tell you what that is. Should, should we like alphabetical order by hair colour? <laughs> no, we need to decide whether my cat is blue or green today. Green. <sighs> Hello, everybody. My name's Becky Anderson, and I'm going to be your GM for this episode of Black Armada Tales. We're going to be playing After the War by Jason Pitcher and Alistair Stewart. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm going to let my players introduce themselves in... Oh, what should we go with today, kids? Reverse alphabetical order of surname. Uh, the hardest one. No, well, that's the easiest one, because you three are very close alphabetically, and I'm way off in the middle somewhere, so that that's dead easy. Because it's obviously me first, and while I'm talking, you get to do the complicated calculations of which comes first, B or F or E. Oh my God, it's so difficult. Thanks, that's given me the time to work it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hello, I am Elizabeth Lovegrove, or Liz, depending on what order of alphabetical was name we're going by on any given day. Um, I will be playing the listener Ojibawa. Um, her pronouns are she, her, mine are she or they. Hello. I'm Josh. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. My character is Major Gralani. And his pronouns are also he, him. Hi, everyone. I'm Sue. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. And I'm playing Novak the Bull, whose par- pronouns are he, him. Uh, and I'm Nick Bate, which means I basically never get to go last. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, I'm playing Odd Alvarez, the last man out, who also uses he, him pronouns. And I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So, Liz, have you thought of the question you want to ask another character? So, I want to ask Novak something about that nothing you shouldn't do to survive thing. But I kind of want to frame it through the... Frame it through his kind of... his desire for Gwilani to be his mentor so kind of I think I want to ask about how you are dealing with that balance between your survival at all costs versus Gwilani's look we've just got to help everybody thing how how that tension is playing out for the bull is that a reasonable way to put the question yeah I think that's reasonable I do think it's a really interesting moment to do it because I, I feel like that, that that must have gone through Novak's head as he's standing in the doorway watching these pods <laughs> blast blast Grilani out of um, out of the ship or maybe before that, when the you know when the clock's counting down, and yeah, so I think if we go back to to yeah, so the the last few seconds of this countdown clock, Novak is stood in the doorway with his hand hovering over the um, close button. He he's looking from the button over to Grilani and um, the Lisner and back again. And he is uh, transported back to um, the bombardment 
in the you know in the the absolute peak of the bombardment on earth and he's in a doorway there as well and he sees he sees his his comrades running for the shelter and he's he's by the door he's 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 waiting for them but he can't he just can't risk it and he seals the door not knowing whether they might have made it or not and then he just waits by the door the the closed door just listening out for them and then suddenly he's transported back to Grilani and the listener and holding on to that memory stops him from pressing the button this time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Super tense. I love it. Thank you very much. So, uh, listener, the listener, can you please erase a point of strain? I have done that. Thank you. Which I think means you've got one left. Coolio. Can I interrupt and, and, and just horrendously break the rules and ask for just a tiny, tiny little montage? Yeah, yes. Who doesn't love a montage? Give Not a montage. montage. Sorry, I've, I've led you all on. No montage, just a scene. What? No, no. <laughs> you no. Make, you oh, make, oh, have a montage. I only interrupt for a montage. <laughs> yeah, of course you can have a scene. <laughs> I just wanted to, to, to do a tiny little scene, to describe a tiny little scene on the bridge of the temporary reprieve, which is, is where Odd executed the eject sequence that clearly saved the Lizna and Major Galani. Uh, <laughs> but I think um, <clears throat> with that done, he it, he's obviously in a rush to get out because he sees, I mean, he can see there's, 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 a, there's a cracked viewport, I guess, where he could see um, the, these things popping out of the ship. I mean, he, he wants to get out there quickly, but he, he stops and he has a rummage around the captain's chair on board this ship, which I'm, I'm imagining the bridge is quite large. And I think what he finds in the captain's chair is exactly what he's looking for, which is the captain's log. A, a beat up old book. So um, whoever it was who, who, who was in command of the ship was old fashioned enough to write it down. To keep a to keep a written log, um, and you say uh, old fashioned, but it's the only way to make sure that it's not hackable. Right. Well, yeah, and we, I don't have any clear sense for what the temporary reprieve was for, uh, and I don't know if it's going to be in here. But the the, the so odd um, is quickly rummaging around. He pulls this out from a, a drawer or a little cupboard or something in the in the captain's chair, and he he grabs it and and gives it like a slightly triumphant shake. Um, and then he stops and he stands up and kind of ad- addressing the ship. Uh, he flips it open to the front page so that he can see the name of the captain um, and then closes it. Uh, and he says, Captain Sato, I'm going to take your log now. I can see it was important to you, but you're not here to talk me through what happened. And I'm hoping that you've left us some clue. So please forgive me if necessary. Send me a sign and I'll bring it back when we're done. And then he sort of nods and then rushes out. And this is what happens when you listen to the first episode. And I, I was reminded say, is that something we, <laughs> we decided in the first episode. That if you find anything yeah. personal on a ship and you're going to take it, you have to ask permission from the owner to take it. The spirit of the owner. Oh, um, I'd forgotten all about that. That's good. Nice. I think it's a big bell. Plus, also, I wanted the log. 
Platform time then. Who hasn't had a go for a while? Liz. So um, the place is the uh, the central mess, which is kind of the central gathering spot in our in our settlement. And because I think he has done the least so far this session, I don't know if that's actually true. I'm going to say Nick is going to say the turn. Oh, no, 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 Nick, Nick hasn't done the least. Sorry, Josh. Josh has done the least in this session so far. I do apologise. I... Josh, <laughs> give us a tilt. I'll stop digging now. So sorry, you set it in the mess. Yes. Can we get a bit of a sense for for what time of day it is, whether it's much later uh, or... It's mid-afternoon. It's pretty quiet in the mess. Most of the lunch people have gone. There's maybe a couple of people lingering over a long lunch off in the corner. Um, nobody's come in yet for dinner. So there's um, maybe two or three groups of kind of two or three people having a quiet drink of some kind. But it's it's a quiet time in the mess. There's lots of space. There's a bit of food available kind of off to the side, but just in a kind of help yourself sort of way. I'm setting this kind of with the intention that some or all of us could come staggering in, or maybe some or all of us are those people who were already sitting there having already staggered in, or something of that sort. Hmm. Okay, um, so I think what happens, the, the, the tilt, the inciting incident, is that a group of people enter the mess in varying states of injury and disrepair and start setting up having having just uh, had a dreadful altercation with a group of Daedalus snatch and grabbers and start setting up a, a makeshift infirmary in the mess because there is insufficient capacity in the main one. Before you hand that off to the next person, Josh, for the question, can I ask a clarificatory of you two, which is how long after the events of the previous scene is this? I think the implication of what Liz said was that we've either just got back or it's Have shortly after. Have you just got back or it's shortly after? Okay. That, that was my intention in setting the scene, but I didn't want to constrain anyone coming after me if they had a better idea for... Collapse the waveform, somebody. <laughs> okay, we, we have just got back. We are indeed one of those groups of people sitting in. Some some or all of us are one of those groups of people. Can we clarify to that? So it's... We've As been in back the people for... who were already in the mess when this group came in? Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's what um, I thought you meant. We've only been back for an hour. We're just sitting down kind of having our coffee or gin or something in a kind of, well, shit, that happened, kind of way. Excellent. So, Josh, who are you going to get to uh, ask a question? Don't know. I don't think Nick has done that many. I just get the feeling, so I'm going to ask Nick. Great. Uh, the question is, what are we going to do about the Daedalus scientist who is with us and has seen... Everything that happened in the blank window where lots of stuff happened. <laughs> and what are we going to do about the data of the scientist? Because it's pretty clear, it became clear to us on our journey back that they know he's out there and they want him back. What was he called again? 
Walden. Walden. That's it. I should get a quick note. Is that... Yeah. The, 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 the clear implication behind the question is that there is a massive security challenge here. What are we going to do about it? Can I ask how that um, fits with the tilt that Josh described? Just to draw that clear connection nice and clearly. So the tilt, as I understood it, was that there's been a bunch of attacks by Daedalus troopers, snatch and grabs, uh, that have caused all kinds of trouble. And the the connection I was making there was that they're looking for the scientist. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. So who's present? Who, who are actors and who are audience? So I can see at least two people who would want to make the argument that scientists should be protected and looked after. I'm not sure who's going to make the countervailing argument. There should be somebody there to do no, it. Novak! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had something in my throat then. Nasty cough you've got there, Becky. I thought your cough was sounding a lot better otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I want to be there too, because I think Odd may have an opinion. Yeah. So I'm a, I will act in this scene. Well, shall I be audience? Because I don't think we need both me and Granani there to make the pro-people arguments. Bold that you think Granani's going, Granani's going to defend him. Kill them all. I was assuming you meant me and you, Josh. As being the people <laughs> who might be all like, Let, let's protect the innocent and look after them and take care of them because we are one. Something, something. Yeah, that is who I had in mind. Unless there's an NPC as well, I don't know. <laughs> Possibly some of the NPCs feel like that, who knows. If, if I can throw in a detail on, on while, while people are deciding who's present in the scene and who's not, I, I'm, a, I'm picturing Walden with his hands bound, looking a little rough, or perhaps a little roughed up, maybe. Well, you know, it's a long walk back. Yeah, who knows what happened? Who knows what happened? You might have you know, got attacked by some more of those robot dog things. Yeah, he fell down a flight of stairs. Uh, so I'm acting... Who else is acting? Well, I guess it's me if the listener's not there. Otherwise, you know, it'll just be a hang em and flog em crowd. <laughs> Are you there, Novak? I think if Walden's there, then Novak's probably there. Yeah. <laughs> Jolly good. So I don't think Walden is saying anything. I think that he is uh, looking pretty sorry for himself. Maybe he's sitting on the floor in the corner with his back up against a, a table leg or something, uh, waiting to see what happens uh, and I think that notably he is not protesting his fate right now he is not begging for his life he looks incredibly rattled I don't know if he has yet recovered from hearing voices in his head did you say sitting on the floor? I did is that a problem? is there no floor in the mess? (laughs) (laughs) it's all anti-grav it's (laughs) anti-grav I think Novak would be would be situated in a way that Walden would not be able to make a run for it, even if he wanted to. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I think Rilani is gonna like open this scene by saying, "Now, come on, old chap, you can't just sit there on the floor forever. Come and sit and have a drink with us. This is absolutely ridiculous." Well, hang on, Major. I... Yes. I mean, are we okay with this? I don't... 
clearly this guy's causing us a lot of trouble already just by being here. I, I beg to differ. His people are causing us trouble. He himself has done nothing at all since he's been here. But they're looking for him. Yes. Does that mean we should not treat him as a, a guest with proper hospitality? Okay, fine. All right, fine. Okay, but I st- I, we're going to have to talk about what we're going to do about him. I agree. I quite agree. It's much easier to do that if we're all sat at this nice table with a cup of tea. It's very nice tea. Come on. Come and sit down. So I think that Walden will attempt to get up and sit down. I don't think it would be terribly easy to get up with your hands tied. Whoa, conflict. <laughs> just kidding. I'm sorry. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw in some uh, some dice for Tormentor. I'm just imagining Novak suddenly like just throws himself on top of the guy and pins him to the ground. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to escape, eh? <laughs> Rather torturously and unsteadily, he manages to get to his feet and sit down. Yeah, okay. So I think Odd's gonna gonna pull up a seat at the table. Are you pouring tea, Grilani? What's Yes, I've got a nice teapot. It's going to be some sort of alien teapot, though. A cool alien teapot. No, better than the one that Liz has got that the listeners can't see. It will be like a multi-layer... You know how they have, like, multi-level chess in science fiction? Well, this is multi-layer tea. So it's got, like, (laughs) a thing on the top which contains the hot water and it slowly diffuses down through several layers of, uh, you know, tea stuff. By the time it's got down to the bottom, you can pour it out. Why four layers, Nick? Because Grilani's a nurse, or... You are right, it would be four. Yeah. In fact, I think what it is, the, the, the mess has a selection of different flavours that you can put on top of your teapot, and then, like, they all get diffused through, so you can get... It's like having multiple scoops of ice cream, and Grilani always gets four. Like a Neapolitan. <laughs> Plus one. Plus one. <laughs> or, a, or a very finely sliced scone. <laughs> <laughs> For a brief brief period in my childhood, they did chocolate orange-flavoured Neapolitan ice cream where the orange replaced the strawberry. That That sounds so much better. It was the best thing you've ever had. I don't know why they stopped making it. If if you're listening, I don't even know who it was at the Sainsbury Market. It was probably Tesco or something. But like, bring back the chocolate orange Neapolitan. Jeez, it was just amazing. Welcome to Black Armada. <laughs> Welcome um, to Black Armada <laughs> Teas. So, <laughs> while you're pouring the tea, I think I think I will actually un, un, go to unbind Walden's hands. I'm 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 guessing the binding. I'm assuming the binding is not some. It's not handcuffs or anything complicated like that. It's maybe just cabling from the. Yeah, I assume that was like webbing. By which I mean like they're kind of the black. Neo-nylon straps you get on rucksacks and things, not yep, yep. anything that might be more actual, like actual webbing. Yeah. And when the tea's poured out, I think he'll say to Walden, how do you see this playing out? Is there any argument I can make that will persuade you to let me go? I'm going to look at Grilani. Grilani smiles and it's a little bit intimidating because he's a fucking big bear with big sharp teeth. Um, but he is smiling in a nice way. It's just that, you know, 
it is intimidating when he does that, uh, especially if you happen to be a prisoner of war. And he says, well, I think you could start by explaining why your people keep trying to kidnap our people. I I don't know anything about that. <laughs> um, uh, if it wasn't obvious, listeners, he's completely lying. Mm. Novak's sitting next to him. <laughs> Novak has moved to sit next to him. He leans across and just says quietly right next to his ear, why don't you try that again? Walden shifts uncomfortably in his hard plastic chair and says, some of the ships in the boneyard belong to my people. They were scientific research ships. There was a number of different experiments being run on those at the point at which they crashed. And we are finding evidence that some of those experiments might have been released into the general population here. We didn't want to alarm anybody. We were trying to find out how widespread the problem might have gotten. He's maybe telling, like... 85% 85% truth, you reckon? Like, there's definitely a lot of truth in what he says, but there's also, he's maybe not saying something mm. or holding something back or whatever. You didn't want to alarm anyone by forcing your way in here and taking things from people, doing things to people. Well... And this, at this point, he looks a lot less like I'm a scaredy little scientist and a lot more like I'm feeling on fairly solid ground now. Uh, and he says, well, you tell me, Novak. Do you think the people of the Boneyard would prefer to be pissed off at their neighbours for coming in and taking the odd DNA sample? Or do you think they'd be more frightened if they knew that some form of, oh, I don't know, communicable virus maybe that changes their DNA or does something worse, is running rampant in the population. Should I get up now and ask everybody what they think? And he looks like he's about to get up and take a straw poll with the mess. Novak puts his arm round <laughs> Waldo. I think you can stay right where you are for now, don't you? Walton looks like I've pushed my luck far enough and I'm not <laughs> going to push it any further. Yeah. I think uh, I think maybe I'll stay where I am. You speak as though you were involved in the decision to take this particular strategy forward, Walden. Is that the case? No, I was not involved in the decision. Well, then you shouldn't feel any need to defend what is patently a, a gross breach of other creatures' rights simply so that a secret can be kept from them. I may not have been involved in the decision, but I am the only member of the Daedalus Collective sitting right in the middle of all of this, so forgive me if I'm feeling a little bit nervous and defensive. And why were you in the temporary reprieve? What did you hope to find there? 
We didn't know what the temporary reprieve was carrying before it went down, but there were an awful lot of rumours. It wasn't just black ops, it was off-book black ops. Blacker than black ops. It was Anish Kapoor black ops. That's how black it was. Oh God, I can't believe any Sue got that joke. I hope some of the listeners get it. <laughs> is it something to do with Star Trek? No, Anish Kapoor is the artist who... Do you like trademark or copyright oh, the blackest the black pigment of paint? Okay, yeah. We might get sued for me saying that. That would be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that it contained something and we knew that whatever it was... Con- whatever it... Whatever experiments were being run on that ship had probably woken up by now, given the timescales from when it went down. We were going in to find out what had gone on, retrieve what we could, or otherwise neutralise it. I think Odd will stand up kind of abruptly, you know, slide his chair back noisily and, and say... This is all very interesting, but I mean, we 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 we're going to have to make a decision. We can't, I mean, we can't let this guy just wander around town because, I mean, I don't think he's going to make it out alive if we do that. So what, Novak? Are you just going to watch him the whole time, make sure he stays safe, or are we going to send him back? I mean, I agree. I don't think we can. We can't send him back. At this point, do either of you have any more questions for uh, Walden? As I feel that this matter may not be best discussed with him present. You're the one who invited him to tea. No offence, Walden. None taken. I'm just saying, it's, uh, look, it's, it's, the, the decision here, it's above my pay grade. I don't have a horse in this race either way. I just think we need to call it. We can't leave uh, someone from Daedalus wandering around town. That's just going to that's going to go badly. We can put him under house arrest for now. We've I've got people that I can trust. We've got the space. I think let's just keep him out of this for now. Should we cut to having done so so that we can discuss this? Or do, or do we want to have this discussion in front of him? I guess I feel like there's a kind of need for... There's a short-term decision which we can put him under, you know, lock him up for a bit or whatever. But I feel like really what we need to talk about is what's the long-term decision? It'd be a shame if we came out of the scene just going, ah, oh, well, we'll just kick the can down the road. <laughs> yeah, so... <clears throat> Yeah, we can skip. I think skipping. Sure. Is fine. Yeah. I think that's yeah. fine. Maybe, maybe we just like take him to the back of the kitchen and tie him to one of the cookers or something while we're <laughs> talking about him <laughs> in the front. All right. So, smash cut. How about we say that? Yeah, we we. What is this? Is this a smash cut? We cut anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but we can make it a smash cut. We can. I don't know what makes something a smash cut. I think if Novak and Grilani are shouting at each other, then that, that that's a smash cut. <laughs> cool. Okay. It seems to me that we have a urgent need to make proper contact with the Daedalus people and shake them off this terrible course that they've set themselves on. We cannot have them continuing to attempt to kidnap us. And now that we know their secret anyway, 
there's no reason for them to continue. So you're talking about a delegation or something? Perhaps. Uh, we have one of their people. That's leverage for us to use to get in the door. Is that leverage that we want to use yet? They've been strong-arming us for months now. What's to, what's to stop them as soon as they know for sure that he's here? Just bashing the doors in and taking him. That's a good point. That's a matter of practicality, Novak. Do you agree, in principle, that dialogue is the way forward? We can't have any more of this. Any gestures to the um, uh, the bodies that are being seen to on on the mess tables nearby. We need to we need to address this problem. Heal the wounds that exist between us. Do you do you think they're going to be amenable, Grilani? Like if we just walk on up, what's to stop them? Stealing our DNA and leaving us dumped in a heap somewhere. You are right. We have very little reason to trust them. But we have to try. We cannot continue in the current situation. And the alternative is an outright assault on them in order to prevent them from continuing in their activities. Yeah, I mean, I don't want a shooting war. Like, we're done with that, I hope. Yeah, we can't can't have fighting breaking out in the settlement. But this... We already do. We already have that. Well, then maybe we should take the fight to them. <gasps> All this talk of diplomacy, they've never shown us that respect. I don't see why we should return that. Yes, it's certainly something that I think we should consider. I think I'd... We're, I don't know, we're still in the mess at this point. We just don't have Walden there, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think Odd yeah. gets up downs his cup of tea and says, well, uh, I think you two have got this under control. So I'm just going to, I didn't sign up for a fight. I'm not, I got you out there. I got you back. End of the story for me. I think Rolani just looks at you like, (laughs) gives you the bare stare. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, So... Odd, I think, shrugs at Grilani. <laughs> oh, cheeky bastard. <laughs> if you really have no stake in this, Odd, then perhaps you should go. If you don't care whether your home descends into violence or tries to resolve things with words, then by all means. I think that might piss Odd off just a little bit. Um, and so... So I think I think Odd probably takes a small step forward, although I, I, I suspect Grolani just kind of looms over him, uh, and he says, "Let me say I didn't care. Just look, haven't I mean, I, haven't haven't I given enough? I, I'm I'm just trying to settle. All right, you guys can fight this out. You, I mean, I'm not a soldier. I never was. Someone has to fix this. Odd." Yeah, and what do you think I can do about it? Lend us your wisdom. 
That's why we're here. To listen. To talk. To make decisions that matter to all of us. Yeah, I think I think Odd probably snorts and and says kind of almost talking to himself, says if I had any wisdom, I wouldn't keep getting myself in these situations. And then turns to walk off. Oh, do you think they're really going to just back off and leave you alone when you say you're not a soldier in this? Wouldn't you rather know how to defend yourself? Uh, I'd say, look, I, I mean, I can look after myself. I just don't. I keep getting in these situations. Haven't I done enough? And what about those that you love, Odd? What about Cena? Ooh. <laughs> How would you feel having walked away from this if Cena were taken? <gasps> if you hadn't done everything you could to stop that from happening? Uh, so I think... At this point, Odd probably has his back to to Grilani, um, having started to walk off, <laughs> and I, th- I think he I think he just goes. <gasps> he doesn't say anything else; just walks out of the mess <sighs> and off. Have we answered the question? That was what I was fearful of. Sorry for the listeners who can't see. There's a lot of shaking of heads. <laughs> I mean, I think Odd has abdicated responsibility for making the decision. I think he has, um, but I think that but... he is going to discover uh, that Cena has been taken. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course, made it true. of course, obviously, Cena has, has, is one of the people who's been taken. Yeah, and the other people who've been taken are the ones who have in the dreams. Should we should we continue with the scene as it is though? Because yes. presumably we don't know that. I think Grilani sort of sags down into his chair again and pours himself with his like gigantic bare hand, picks up the much smaller teapot and pours himself a little extra cup of tea. Offers you some Novak. Look, don't don't worry about Odd. He can look after himself. He is running away from his responsibilities, always. And from his friends, his... Ugh. We'll... We'll... We'll fix it later. But right now we need to deal with this Daedalus problem. Let me say this to you, Novak. Once we go in shooting, there is no way to undo that. We can talk, and then we can shoot. But I'm not sure that we can do the other way around. Look, I'm... I'm prepared to... give this whole talking thing a go. (laughs) (laughs) But I want us prepared with a full battle plan. As soon as it goes south... As soon as it looks like it might go south in ten minutes from now, I want us ready to kick their asses. I think that's wise. And more than that, I think that 
effective diplomacy is backed by force. We should make sure that when we arrive, we do so with a certain amount of weaponry visible. I don't think we should take Walden. No, I agree. In fact, perhaps we should move him somewhere less obvious. There are places within your mileage may vary uh, that are buried beneath the ground. I think that might be a good place to start thinking about putting him. It would be much harder for them to extract him from there. Agreed. But if we can keep him there for the moment... If this is not resolved, I don't know what we're going to do with him. We could really use a scientist of his caliber, but his position seems to be completely immoral. Do you think we'll ever get the whole truth out of him? Perhaps. I could try, if you want. Now. <laughs> I believe that the only way that we're going to get the truth out of him is if he wants to give it. Give him some time away from his people. Give him some time to think about what he's done. He spent so long justifying this to himself. Perhaps with some time alone, he'll begin to think about whether what he has done was really the right thing. There's no point in trying to force the truth out of him, Novak. You must know that from your experiences. Violence just begets fear. And fear leads to anger. (laughs) (laughs) I think you meant so fear is the little mind killer. (laughs) No, I didn't say any of that. Violence begets fear. And fear doesn't lead to good decision making. I understand that, Major, but too much faith in people can also be your undoing, and you should know that from your experiences. I'll talk to my men about preparations. Excellent. Please involve the quad. I think we uh, would have a lot to contribute to such a plan. In case it's required. Crevalier in particular would enjoy blowing up some... Well, uh, never mind. <laughs> no, she really would. <laughs> right. Scene? I think we've I answered think the question scene. now. I think, I think you have answered the question, and I think now we just need to um, call upon the power of the audience to help us decide whether you confirmed or denied any beliefs... So I think there was confirming of beliefs all around, really. I mean, mm. Odd did a very solid My Daredevil Days Are Done in that walking out mm. um, complete textbook example of same. Um, I don't know. Hang on. I'd like to I'd like to query that, actually. Um, I'm sorry, which one are you querying? I'm querying Odd. I think he wanted to be asked to stay. I don't think he really thinks his Daredevil Days Are Done at all. Nick wanted... To... Oh, and Nick wanted <laughs> yeah. him to be asked to stay. <laughs> the... Yeah, just to be clear on this one, like Odd is convinced convinced that his Daredevil's days are done. Nick has chosen that precisely because he doesn't want Odd's Daredevil days to be, to be done. <laughs> that, uh, that was how I was with you. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, 
in the mere fact that you said give me a reason to stay in mm. the chat <laughs> rather than in, in character. If you'd meant it in character, you'd have said it in character. So yeah, I think I think that was That's fair. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll accept that. Similarly, I think um Gulani was all over together we build our new future. We we Together. Talk to them, and we have guns in reserve. But we start by talking and try to kind of work out where we're going from here. Yeah, I'll accept um, that. And yeah, I mean, I think I think Novak also. Basically, I think it's points all around. Um, Novak had a lot of well to protect ourselves. We need to go in and shoot them all to death because that's how <laughs> we survive. Um, but with a nice side order of since you as effectively sort of ish my commanding officer say don't well okay I'll just like I'll keep my guns in my back pocket for now but just so you know they're there so just beliefs all round on that point you can actually earn two if if both of your beliefs are, are confirmed or Oof. does anybody want to make a, a a bid for a second belief maybe but I can't be bothered. Yeah, I mean, if, if you can have two, I think both Gwilani and Novak were hitting both of their beliefs. What happens if you go over three insight? Because I would have hit four if that's the case. You just, it's a, it's a, you loop around. So you'd have your moment of discovery, but you'd be one step along towards the next moment of discovery. Yeah. So does that mean you're due a moment of discovery, Josh? It does. Yeah. You need to ask. Uh, a question about another player's character's thoughts, history, or relationships. Uh, right. Okay. So, what I th- it's the question is something like, "Odd, who hurt you?" Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, it is. It is really something like that. What What convinced you that you needed to stop thinking about other people and only focus on? your own narrow future. Uh, so, I mean, I think the only way to, to I think I think it is potentially time for a montage. Um, yeah, oh, that's what I was hoping for. God. <laughs> so I think the montage in, in begins with a much younger, less battle-scarred odd piloting his ship through the, through the belt getting what needs to be got to where it needs to be gotten. You know, delivering mail, delivering food, delivering water, delivering supplies, keeping the whole thing working. And the version of Odd that you see in these little snippet scenes is probably more gregarious and is certainly recognised by people when he arrives with some pleasure. People seem to be happy to see him. And that slides into... <laughs> there's a, there's a series of those kind of nice scenes the snippets that slide into the war and he's still doing that he's still at the start of the war he's still getting what needs to be got where it needs to be taken but now it's you know just in time deliveries of of blood to help people who've been hurt in a battle, it's it's a, it's it's narrow escapes from ships taken over by the song. It's hard stuff, and I think probably in this in this montage, it, it starts to accelerate, and so you you see more and more of these scenes of 
difficult stuff being done by by odd to help other people just piling up on each other until we hit the the sort of final evacuation of earth um on board the lucky few and so it's it's accelerated up to that point and then i think it just slows down really kind of instantly and you get to see a big chunk of that escape and how incredibly hard it was and the things that, you know, that that's probably, I mean, by now odd was probably a bit scarred, but, but I'm, I'm picturing him, picturing him in an engine room doing kind of bodged together last ditch repairs just so the ship can get off the ground with radiation warnings flashing and, um, you know, the, the ship takes fire and, and there's an explosion and shrapnel takes, like, catches him in the face and damages his eyes and through the blood he's still trying to keep this thing going. Like, it, it just, it just, so it just all feels relentless. So it's like it's not one, just, just like one incident, inciting no. incident. It's the slow grind of many incidents. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. And then, and so the montage probably ends with Odd walking into the boneyard with a sack over his shoulder with his belongings in it. Oh, thank God! Well, what did you think was in the sack? <laughs> I just said the, I don't know. Things just contain bits of people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that he'd been living on for the last few weeks. <laughs> just a snippet of like silence at the end of all that chaos and destruction. Hmm. Nice. Thank you very much. You should be a director of a movie, Nick. I'd watch that movie. It's grim. It is grim, but it's got a spaceship in, so that lifts it. <laughs> uh, what do I do now? Do I just erase any points of strain? Yeah, you can erase points of strain. I don't think either has got any. Yeah, one inch if we did. And my insight remains as it was. It doesn't reset or anything. Okay, cool. It doesn't reset. Thank you for listening to Black Armada Tales. We've been playing after the war by Jason Pitch and Alistair Stewart. If you're enjoying listening to the podcast, please do rate and review us as it helps other people to find the show. And come and talk to us on Twitter where we are at Tales. You can find all that information and more in the show notes. See you next time. We're going to find out on Monday if if Josh has started a trend too. (laughs) Turning the camera. Yeah. Well, James started it really. That's true. This is this is a bit of an homage to to James. It's absolutely an homage to James. (laughs) Well, James deserves all the homages. True fact. Although, honestly, I think if it's a proper homage to James, you should have done it in a funny accent. That was a funny (laughs) accent. That's not his accent. Well, it's a funny voice rather than a funny accent. <laughs> oh, what? So I, I have to do it like this? I remember yes. um, 16 million years ago. When I was <laughs> in how James in would do it. No, he <laughs> Every game I've ever played with James, he's had silly accents. Silly voices? No, silly, silly voices. Accents. So, so he does both. I think I don't know that he's necessarily graced the podcast with any of his silly accents yet.
he played. He did a. He did a. Um, he must have done. A Welsh dwarf in our uh, Rise and Fall game, Liz. I don't know if you remember that. That was great. I mean, um, as your wings definitely had a different voice. To, yeah, it was kind of glum sounding. But, I think. But I wouldn't have said it was sort of qualitatively different from what I do with Grilani's voice. Just they're different voices, obviously, but. I played in an Ace Apocalypse World campaign with him, where he was he he believed he was the reincarnation of King Arthur, leading a motorbike gang of knights of the Round Table, and he had like a deep South accent, deep South U.S. accent. It was classic a classic deep James. South accent. I think that's quite important. <laughs> Rude. I wasn't going to say that, <laughs> but it was cool. Do you disagree then? So I'm not that familiar with the different Deep South accents there are. I'm sure there must be more than one. I would just assume that no Brits are capable at all of doing a reasonable Deep South accent. Well, we're too busy doing things like mastering the 50 different accents that you get five minutes down the road here. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, you should have done a Liverpudlian accent. You should have done a Liverpudlian accent. Could have done a Brummie. We could have done Welsh, actually, because I bet you... Um... So, what's his name? Would have been from Wales. I, I believe it or not, I wrote a university essay on exactly that topic. Uh, I thought you did astronomy. I, I did history and physics, did both. <laughs> I had a unit yeah, on ki- on the historical King Arthur, um, which was pretty rad. Pretty Didn't rad. we establish in an earlier episode that he was a drunkard in a ditch somewhere near the no, Royal Rights? reincarnation. I wanted to just quickly ask Nick about um, accents. So, like, one of the things that I feel is true about the UK, but this might just be, like, me imagining it, is that we have a lot of different accents in quite a small area compared to other countries. Is that true, or is that just my imagining? No, it's not your imagining, although I I will say... uh, So, you know, I live and work in London um, in a certain strata i guess uh so on some level almost everybody i encounter sounds the same because they're all doing the acts the the kind of educated civil servant accent there's a bit of variation particularly at the it's very stratified you know Mm -hmm. top of my organization they all sound the same the bottom of my organization people sound different um but compared to australia i mean far fewer people right and i can probably pick a queenslander maybe but um, there's not a vast, nothing like here, nothing even remotely close to here. Like the difference between a Cornish accent and a Liverpudlian accent is yeah huge, and there's not nothing. that many hundreds of miles in between the two. But Australia's small and Australia's young, so you know we haven't it's had time. A knowledge to... linguistic fact among linguistic scholars that we have a lot of accents in the UK. Yeah. What about yeah. other places like France or Germany or? So I I've always thought the reason for this might be that we've got a lot of ports but that they face different countries so like you know Liverpudlian accent has got a strong Irish influence yeah in very it. strong Irish influence but if you go Geordie to like Newcastle it's facing Scandinavia uh, mm. exactly which suggests that the southeast should be like French or something which maybe doesn't quite work but also a lot of invasions from those different directions right at different times bringing in yeah yeah. There's also that Pratchett quote about um, the English language mugging other languages for their mm. contents of their pockets. 
But like, why true. doesn't the south of France have a strong influence from North Africa? And the well, I mean, the south of, of Germany. The south of Germany sounds different to the north of Germany. France has the Académie Française, which is devoted to keeping the French language as sta- stable and non-changing as possible, which has got to have an impact. This is in in high school. All of my, unsurprisingly, all of my German teachers taught us to speak Hochdeutsch, basically. And when I went on exchange. Um, the people in the family that I was staying with in Germany, all of them, the grandma spoke a local dialect. And so they gave me a little dictionary with, with the dialect words in it when I arrived. Uh, and, and I mean, local, like the village, it was the village's dictionary. Um, uh, and they had married, <laughs> um, the grandmother's daughter had married a Bavarian. Um, believe it or not, Helga married Ludwig. Um, <laughs> yeah, could not. I could not understand a word that Ludwig said. Not a word. He could have been speaking a totally different language. Really? It was just Bavarian German. I mean, thick accent. Is that how some people like? I can understand a Glaswegian accent, but I know that some people. Well, or is it different? Because like Catalonian is a very different language to Castilian, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think it's the same language. I don't think there's that much divergence. In Italy, Venetian is a different language. Related to Italian, but it's not the same. It's not just the dialect. So is Bavarian a separate language or just a separate? No, I don't think so. And then dialect is obviously different from accent as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Also, this was the I could understand the the people from the village fine, provided they weren't using dialect words. Yes. But I couldn't understand the Bavarian at all, and he was not using dialect words. He was just just speaking German. He was just doing it in a very thick accent. I I remember. a bonding moment with Ludwig. Um, he was, he was, he was, a, he didn't talk a lot. And when he did talk, he rumbled in a very deep voice. <laughs> um, and I remember we went to a Greek restaurant uh, in Germany and I was confronted by a Greek menu in German and I had no idea what anything was. I, I, I couldn't read it. I didn't know what anything was. And at the back, there was a section of schnitzels. <laughs> and so I picked a schnitzel off because, you know, I knew what that was, at least. I didn't want to embarrass myself. Um, and my, my host mother, Helga, said, I mean, you can't have a schnitzel. It's a Greek restaurant. I mean, you can't do that. And Ludwig closed his menu, put it down on the table and said, and this was the first thing I ever understood him saying, schnitzels are good. I'm having one too. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> Solidarity. Yeah. That's so cute. Okay, Ludwig. That's yeah. very kind. Bit of a legend, Ludwig. <laughs> I, uh, I'm watching, a, I think I might mention this before, a documentary about the Mafia uh, as part of my Italian language learning. And the Sicilian accent is clearly quite strong. They all sound, they kind of drawl mm. much the same way that the uh, American South drawls, actually. So they, they sound like maybe a, uh, what I guess is probably what I'm learning is probably Northern Italian accent, I'm guessing. Um, they sound like somebody like that who's had a couple of drinks, um, just kind of slightly more slurred, slightly more drawn out. That's how I feel a bit about Cornish. Cornish has got like a drawn out, dr- not slurred. I would never say that about lovely Cornish. No, no, people. I don't really mean slurred. But like know, people but in Cornwall have got like a slight, it's like a slow drawl to their accent, don't they? Maybe every country has a south, and every south <laughs> just a bit more laid back. Yeah. Just a bit more. I think I would. He says every every planet has a north. Every planet has a north. I think I would talk more slowly if I lived in Cornwall. 
<laughs> what's what's the Cornish language like? I don't don't know if I've ever heard it's it. It's a lot Is like Breton. Like... I mean, I, I don't oh, know it either, okay. but like the the language of Brittany, which again is distinct from French. Breton and Cornish is very similar. I've never heard anyone speak Cornish, but I do know some Cornish natives, so maybe I'll ask them if mm. they know a few words. This was one of the great. So in that King Arthur course, the history course I did on King Arthur, we had a Welsh guy in our in our class. And a bunch of our primary sources were Welsh. And so occasionally he would read them to us. Uh, it was just fabulous. I mean, <laughs> most of them were poetry anyway, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So he just read them to you in Welsh? Yeah. Nice. I would listen to somebody reading me Welsh for yeah. forever. I love Welsh accents. And I love the Welsh language. <laughs> because the configurations of the way that the consonants are in Welsh words look so alien to my eyes. Mm. It just looks like the whole thing just seems like magic to me. That's Isn't nice. it a lot more phonetic than English? I think I remember seeing that somewhere. I mean, it's obviously very different phonetics, but mm. I, think, I think I read somewhere that it is. Anyway. Everything's more phonetic than English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 